Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through the Hulu reboot of one of the greatest TV shows Fox and Comedy Central ever canceled. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And today we are doing our little wrap up of the uh, first half of the new season and or the first whatever. We still haven't figured it out. I think... Officially, it's the half some, season. Mm-hmm. At some point, there will be ten more episodes, but we don't know when. So we're we're doing this podcast uh, to uh, to break it in half. And Ben, just because just because it's a season break doesn't get you out of our the duty that we will be doing until we die. It's outsourcing Mike's bits. Duty. Ha ha. You you already have the spirit of outsourcing Mike's bits flowing through you. Um. Ben, we're at, we have a single card. I pick the one card you have in your hand. Well, I'm I'm glad you did because otherwise <laughs> I'd be very confused. But that means we are done with the would you rather deck after this card, which means we're going to a whole new deck when the season comes back, baby. Mike, hit me with that last card. Okay, I, I wanted to I, I wanted to give you some a moment because you were shaking your head and you seemed like you had some things to say. But my good friend Ben, boy, this might be the most disgusting one. Um, oh, and I do have an addendum to put at the end when we're we're all we're, we're we've all had a lot of fun here because there's a spelling on this that I would is uh, not great. My good friend Ben, would you rather lick the pus out of a popped zit? Or busted blister? Would you rather lick the pus out of a popped zit or busted blister? Yes, this is what we're doing right now. I hate this. <laughs> oh yeah, it's not good. I I noticed this, and I'm like, oh man, I I noticed this card a while ago, and I'm like, oh man, we're gonna have to answer that. And then look uh, at us. Look at us now. I I guess if forced to choose, I'll go with the zit. And I have no follow up as to the reason why, because I do not wish to discuss any of this. My my only thought is that I feel like blister would have more. And that's and I'd pro- I guess I'd go zit as well. Excellent. Uh, we did it. Good I job. I do want to sp- just m- m- mention, and you can cut this if you feel like it's not the right tone for our podcast. Okay. Um, they have spelled pus with two S's, which I think changes. <laughs> I think it changes a lot, actually. Um, that, that changes. If you, which if, ch- I don't know if you can see that, <laughs> but it definitely does, is spelled with that, two S's. That that does uh, that does change a lot. Uh, however, I will keep my quest my answer. I guess uh, okay, despite great. the yeah, despite the spelling. Um, I must wow. I, and I'm I now I I did make a you know the uh, the uh, the bit maker uh, 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 duties of like kind of interpreting how they want me to say that. Fantastic. Uh, great. What a, uh, what a I, great, what a wonderful intro to this episode. The best part of that card was a spelling mistake. Um, Mike today <laughs> we're, I'm glad we got that out of the way today. We're talking about, uh, our thoughts on the first 10 episodes on Hulu. Um, yeah. and, we have, uh, we have gotten through half of Hulu Rama. Yeah, and uh, I, I mean, right off the bat, um, I will say that, uh, and and I, I echoed this sentiment in our first episode of the season, but I came into this season really, really nervous. Sure, um, I, I agree. I think it it has been a um, it has been a very big time. I was going to say year, but even the like years before and, and coming years has yeah. been very big for reboots of this yes. magnitude. Um, I posted a uh, uh, on on my personal uh, Twitter um, posted and I didn't actually use the image because I'm a weirdo who just likes describing meme formats and no, then how I would good. fill them out. 
I do think um, that's a funny way to just to do a meme, though. Is is what? But it, I, I did the say the right Vince now. McMahon meme format where oh, yeah. uh, the first one, uh, the top one was uh, Frasier reboot, and then the next one was Clone High reboot, and then the next one was Futurama reboot, and then the next one was Party Down reboot. Yeah, because those are all reboots that have happened or are going to happen in 2023 alone yes because someone asked me well what about the king of the hill reboot and i'm like this was just 2023 reboots king of the hill reboots coming next year i think uh maybe who knows who knows johnny hardwick died this year uh unfortunately uh he he was the voice of dale gribble okay um that's that's a shame uh he's a very specific voice to that yeah it's gonna be I don't know if he was planned to be in the reboot, but like that's going to be a, a big myth. I mean, that's how that's how Dale, how Dale can Gribble, you not have Dale Gribble in the reboot in 2023 four, right? five, whatever like that. But he 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 has somehow entered the main zeitgeist uh-huh. pocket sand. The, pocket sand. Um, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I have big worries about king of the hill reboot because it's we're we're <laughs> no, missing that's fair yeah that's fair we're missing uh dale gribble now we're missing luann because right. Brittany murphy ha- died and we're missing lucky because tom petty died right so like that's that's gonna be rough anyways i digress right. then, i mean that leads to different questions of like do you recast that you know those 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 roles or do you just right push that you know like kind of those characters aren't hanging out anymore which Um, is you know neither there's no good solution to that right so uh anyways king of the hill reboots aside those three reboots are just like the three uh, uh, those four reboots are are just reboots that have happened in 2023 of things that i personally have watched right (laughs) so like very big time for reboots um and I expect, I straight up expect the Frasier reboot to be very bad. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, we, I, I will, we will find tra- out in uh, about a week and a half, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, I watched when the trailer. When that drops on it, Paramount Plus. I watched the trailer. It looked awful. It looks, it looks bad. Uh, and no Niles. Everyone loves Niles. Niles like, is definitely on. a character I know about. I don't know. I don't know how that. But anyways, it looks bad. That's why. That's why he's the top part of the 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 Vince McMahon right. meme. Because he's. It's not Vince McMahon falling over in his chair. That's just right. A, oh, interesting. Right. It's it's the oh interesting Vince McMahon. So, right. uh, but yeah, big big time for reboots. Uh, I think uh, I had already watched the Clone High reboot, uh, which I don't know if you've seen yet. Um, I have not. I I famously, I believe, either on this podcast was alerted to the fact that it it is not something that was planned to happen, but it had actually happened and was out, and I did not even realize that. I am mm-hmm. pretty sure um, I have the service that it's on. It's on Max, right? That's correct. Which is the which I will I will always think that was the dumbest rebranding move ever. <laughs> it's so dumb. Not only was it a rebranding move, but also. Their entire back end service changed in the process. Oh, yeah. I so, mean, like, it's all terrible, but it, like, it wasn't like if Hulu rebranded to like, I was going to say Cthulhu, that doesn't make any sense. No, but that would be a better rebrand. I definitely, I would never get rid of Cthulhu. Are you kidding me? If, if Hulu rebranded to Cthulhu and literally all that changed was when I go to Hulu.com, it, it redirects me to Cthulhu.com. And the icon on my uh, Apple TV changed to sure, yeah. Cthulhu, and literally nothing else changed. Fine, that's great. But I just realized that I'm arguing that X is not the worst rebrand ever, which now I have to think uh-huh. about. <laughs> uh, Why are there but, so many terrible rebrands recently? A big time for rebrands, big time for reboots. So, but. HBO Max was like, okay, you've got a new URL. You might need to re-sign in again. You might get locked out of your account for a day while we figure our crap out. Right. Um, you might need to re-download our apps. 
uh, you might need to resubscribe to not lose your access. Um, like I just every everything. It was basically like signing up for a new service, right? Like, and that's. I mean, I'm not. I don't just pretend to know everything about technology. In fact, I know there's a lot about technology I don't know, and that's fine. As, as but I am as a computer scientist. I do not know how you release a new why you release an entire new app unless you were like, I need to release this new app because our old app sucks. Anyways, uh, and then max rebranding aside, you bungled um, the the rollover that bad. It was so bungled. It was very bungled. Max rebranding aside. Uh, so clone high reboot came out and like it was decidedly fine. Um, okay. I know a lot of people did not like it. I struggled through the first episode because a lot of what I have complained about in episodes of this reboot, uh, it starts out with the whole like, oh, this is a reboot. We need to point out it's a reboot. We, it's, hey, time has passed because it's a reboot. And also the whole cancel culture thing because Abe gets canceled. Sure. Which I had totally forgotten about. Uh, but they also, Clone High also did uh abe gets branded with a big red c when he gets canceled exactly like zap brannigan so everyone's drinking everyone's the same doing the star- kool-aid they're, um, they're all referencing the scarlet letter so they uh anyways um so yeah i struggled through the first episode but then the rest of the the season was like not bad i i right. didn't i didn't regret my time but it was a little bit rough and uh but on the other hand the 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 bottom of my Vince Mc, Vince McMahon theme uh meme mm-hmm. sure party down party down reboot the perfect reboot it was oh good phenomenal it was everything i could have hoped for in a reboot because they didn't revisit like the same tropes that a lot of other reboots seem to do. Sure. They um uh they they kind of they they managed to be like, "Oh yeah, time has passed, but also we're kind of picking up right where we left off." It was hilarious. Like the the comedy just hit exactly like the the uh original. Cuz okay. I feel like with with reboots the difficulty is like a lot of times so much time has passed that you kind of lose focus on what made a series great to begin sure. with. Um and I feel like we even got that a little bit in the first season of the Comedy Central uh era of Futurama. Sure. Where it was still Futurama. It wasn't. It wasn't like an alien or an, as an AI was writing Futurama episodes, but it didn't capture a lot of the same energy that I think we really got into a groove with with uh, Futurama seasons three and four. And uh, so uh, you know, and that wasn't anywhere near as big of a gap as what we just had. Right. And so, you know, I, I feel like, well, and I was going to say, I feel like Clone High kind of suffered that. I also just think Clone High was very funny when I was like in college and it's been some number of years. And, right. um, you know, may, my tastes have probably changed a little bit as well. But also just like a lot of times reboots just don't have the same they they miss what made them good in the first place, right. but spend all their time trying to capture the same lightning that was in that bottle. Right. It is hard and, to kind of re re get the same juice back. Exactly. Um, and, um, and, I, and I'm with you. I think mm-hmm. that I think you've mentioned a couple of really important parts there where a there is this long period of time between the end of a one thing and the beginning of another mm-hmm. thing. Um, and you're bringing it back. You may not have all those same writers, the same vision, the same, you know, you'll, you'll have, obviously I think that that can be a good thing, bring in different people to kind of bring in different mm-hmm. ideas for how you can go with this one thing. Um, which I think, you know, y- y- any, uh, creative endeavor is going to 
go on for too long. Like it just, yeah, because you kind of get like, how many times have we made jokes about the Simpsons and on the podcast, off the podcast about going 30 years and it's like making a parody of itself and it's not funny. Um, I do think it has changed writers rooms so many times uh, that like Theseus is ship of writers rooms. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and I and I think that you know, it, it, time passing and hitting the same tropes is you know uh, obviously Futurama did it. I'm hoping Community will f- find a novel way to do it because I feel like they're gonna mm-hmm. do it. Um, like, haha, we did we made it through COVID and they have like COVID dances or something. That would be funny. Uh, kind of, maybe not really. Um, mm-hmm. so you've got like all of these reboots hitting the same thing of like it's been a lot of time where I think that. I'm not, I, I, I can't pretend to know if Party Down did any of that or if they're just like, these are just episodes of Party Down that follow logically in the series. Like, I don't know if they were like, we're coming back from COVID party or whatever that they're catering for or whatever. It doesn't really matter. I think that you've got that. And then you've also got that there is a change in, you know, you were talking about how, you know, I thought Clone High was great amount of time ago, and uh-huh. now it just doesn't hit the same way. And I think that, you know, that's, you know, because uh, a creative industry go moves forward and pushes against boundaries that were there in the time of Futurama. But now that Futurama's, you know, maybe maybe there's all it's not the only smart TV show out there, like using science as with punchlines and uh-huh. things like that. Not as a punchline, but making scientific theory punchlines. So it has to differentiate itself differently. And that's a an issue that comes with like, oh, that was our territory, but we left and other people came into this territory. So how do we come back into this territory and find new ways to push where we want to be? So it there's a lot and and also I think so I'm I'm I, right now. I just finished watching with my wife um, the new Adventure Time show, Fiona and Cake. Okay, um, which is not a reboot, and it doesn't take a, a lot of time. It's it's a continuation of a story, and it tells a new story. And I'm and I'm and I like the fact that it it ta- it's telling a story. Like it is a it's ten episodes of television, but it is a pretty serial story. And I think that might be the best way to do it. Uh, like you built, especially Adventure Time, you built this basically a multiverse and you can mm-hmm. tell so many stories within that while being, you know, maybe Finn comes in at one point and says something to someone and do, and then he's just off doing other things. And I feel like, you know, those those tend to be more successful than we're bringing back a sitcom because y'all liked it. <laughs> and guess what? They got to do a COVID thing now. So... Um, I think that some shows give themselves easier to reboots than others or continuations. Um, and also I think that, you know, uh, there's, there's going to be more reboots and there's going to be more franchises because that's what people for better or for worse watch. And that's what brings people into streaming apps or movie theaters. Like people don't go unless you're like, Yeah, I went to the Barbie movie. I've gone to Marvel movies, right? Like I didn't, I didn't go in to see, you know, a bespoke sci-fi movie, right? That may have shown up. I don't even know about it because I wasn't thinking about it. Because I only watched bespoke sci-fi movie because I heard bespoke sci-fi movie two was really good, but you have to watch the original before you watch the sequel. Uh, Thank you, I I appreciate (laughs) that. But but we are moving. We're moving into a world where where franchises and sequels and reboots kind of rule the whole thing. And I think that is going to become really, really interesting as we, we move into that and see if we ever get any pushback into, you know, yes. I mean, I legitimately it's Tuesday, October 3rd. After I get off of this call, I'm going to go watch uh, the new, the last episode of the season of Ahsoka, a star Wars television show, because I'm very excited for it. So even then like people, if you make good things within franchises, people will see them. Um, and it's very sure. rare that new franchises or even new things get accepted. Like everybody lost their minds about how good Knives Out is and for good reason. And it's now so they've good. created it's so good. And they're working on making that a franchise because it's like, well, 
we we hit something here. So I think you know we're we're in reboot franchise culture, and that's just how it's gonna be. And sure. for for at least some time, and we're just gonna have to. Yeah, our favorite shows are probably going to come back and they're probably not going to be as good as we remember them or or I mean we went through Futurama there mm-hmm. might not be as good as we went through them that being said I think other than you know the the few things we've kind of mentioned already the you know the Scarlet Letter episode the the COVID or what was it? The explode 23. God, that was mm-hmm. so dumb. Um, uh-huh. Other than those dumb episodes, it's been pretty okay. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I think, I think there is a glaring issue with not knowing how to end an episode of television in a satisfying way, or even in a, a f- like bring a plot together and then resolve it in a funny or interesting way where a lot of them have been like, uh, it's a science spell or, well, we've decided not to do the thing that was bad, um, which we've discussed as wet farts. So I think, you know, Futurama is, it, it definitely has, you know, we've, we've talked about vibes a lot rather than grades, uh, uh-huh. as a very specific choice that we've made. And I, I am happy that we've done that. The vibes are pretty okay. The vibes are, I would say nearing good, but it, uh, you know, it, it, it's hard to to look at this without looking at all of reboot culture and saying, do I want, when I'm 50, in insert number of years here. In three years. In three years when I'm 50, exactly. <laughs> am I going to be wanting to watch Futurama season 15 with, you know, you know, Qbert being the main professor now because they decided to do an, a, a, a year skip and it's now 30 a hundred three thousand one hundred and twenty i like you know i i don't i don't know i don't think so um so yeah uh i mean comparing it to the simpsons like because the simpsons has never been rebooted because it's never been stopped it is an unstoppable <laughs> that force. is a, that is a fair point but i i think my point with the simpsons specifically is just that a premise can start off great and it can have some really good stuff, but there is a natural, a natural ending to it. Right. So, um, anyways, uh, so yeah, the, the Simpsons, uh, like, like we were talking about, it's gone through like so many different writers rooms and it's evolved with the times. And it, it started out as this like weird, almost like counterculture thing. Like it was a, a very direct reaction to, um, a lot of uh, like fifties television. That's like, oh, everyone's a big happy family, and at the end, everyone's happy at the end, and we're all one right. big happy family. And it was this like sort of reaction to that in the like, oh, well, the dad is an angry asshole, and um, uh, the son is uh, a little hellion who who says, damn. Whoa! Oh my God! I can't believe they can say that on television. He says, he says "I'm Bart Simpson. Who the hell are you?" Whoa! Um, well, I can't imagine that they let that amount of attitude on television. I think we've talked about this before, but growing up, I had a, my best friend uh, was not allowed to watch The Simpsons because it I, was it was just if, too if much. It's not if it's not on this and our other podcast. I don't know why it isn't. <laughs> So uh, I feel like we've talked about it a bunch, you know, so it starts out as this weird like counterculture thing and then it becomes really popular and then it becomes this beacon of like uh, this, like it's the longest running cartoon or whatever. It's like 30 something seasons, hundreds and hundreds of episodes. Um, It's still a big moneymaker for Fox, now Disney. Um, And you know, it's this thing that will just never die, but it is transformed without without the cycle of dying and being reborn as some sort of Simpsons Phoenix. It has sort of gone through a lot of the weird growing pains of reboot culture without the break in the middle. So That's, it just that feels it, it feels like a weird parody of itself while also never have having that 
never having had that gap to be like, oh, like they were they were off for, you know, 20 years or whatever. Um, right. 10 years. Like, yeah. So 84 years. You know, it's been um, it, it's they've sort of suffered that same fate without without having the reboot. So anything that goes on that long, um, you know, the original Futurama was early 2000s. And now we're yeah. talking about brand new Futurama in 2023. The original Clone High ended in 2003 and this year right. in 2023, they they brought it back. Frasier's been off uh, the air in for about that same amount of time. I think it stopped in 2004, 2005. Um, Party Down ended in 2009. So a little less time, but like still that's like, you know, 13 years or something like that. Yeah. 12 years. So, you know, everything, when you expand something out that far, that much the the culture has changed and like absolutely yeah one of the things i was going to talk about with the simpsons is i know a lot of people who are like i never watched the simpsons when i was growing up should i go back and and watch the simpsons now you know i know people say that that the current stuff is is garbage you know you've got people like me who like oh there was a golden era seasons two through nine right uh really three through nine um but you know, two is a good place to start. Um, should I go back and watch those those sort of golden era Simpsons? And every time someone asks me that, my very first impulse is like, "Yeah, absolutely," because it's one of my favorite shows of all time. And then after a little bit of thinking about it, I'm like, "No, there's no reason to go back and watch it, unless you want to understand like 30 different references that I make to it on any given day." Right. But, there's not a lot of reason to go back to it because it was very particular to its time and place. Right. Because it, it was on an era where Fox was like this brand new television network where like every other television network was airing, you know, uh, family ties and step by step and, you know, uh, Family Matters, a lot of things with family in the title. A lot of families um, going on. Uh, Full House, you know. Not family we, in the stuff, title, but definitely family in the show. Family in the show. So a lot of a lot of stuff like that. And you had Fox, which was like, I don't know, here's Married with Children. Like, also, also family in the show, little different tone. Little different tone. So, you know, and then Fox brought this this brainchild of Matt Groening into into uh mainstream culture and it exploded it made Fox like a thing it made you know the Simpsons became this household name but it was it was a subversive thing and now imagine if someone was like oh can you believe it there's this TV show where the kid the 10 year old kid says who the hell are you can you imagine how how I mean, awful if, how absolutely devastating and i'm like coming to me on october 3rd 2023 because that's that we are way past that point have you right? not seen uh, south park i was uh contemplating i i i was talking to my wife about george carlin's seven words you can't say on television because she was not familiar with the bit um and i was like Come to think of it, I'm heard, I've heard every single one of those words on television. Granted, a yeah. lot of them are from FXX, which gives absolutely no mind to <laughs> dropping a lot of those words. Um, sure. a, a lot of them alone, just from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, sure, um, yeah. You know, imagine going back to 1991 when people are like, my son wants a t-shirt that says I'm Bart Simpson. Who the hell are you? Can you imagine? And I'd be like, look lady, I just finished watching, watching you're the worst. And they just said, uh, they, they blew through all seven of George Carlin's words, like, uh, in this one episode. Um, so, you know, I I uh, wish, I wish my son wanted that shirt. He's wearing a shirt that says fuck boy on it. (laughs) 
couldn't help myself. I couldn't help myself. I know we have to cut that, but I couldn't help myself because that was it, it stuck in my brain. I'm like, I have to say the word. Uh, so anyways, so time, times change. So that's part of it, too. Yeah, that's um, all that to say, going back to my very original point, I was very nervous about this season uh, because of that that whole because of everything, everything we've been talking about with with what yeah. it means to have been rebooted or to just be a series that is that started in 2000 and is now airing episodes in 2023, whether that's because you got rebooted or because you, you know, made it this whole time. That's yeah. a long ass time. And 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 also, like you, you like you were mentioning, it's a reflection of the society it came out of where there was definitely a point you know like they were you want to make a point with the simpsons you want to make a point for drama you come back what point are you making right and i think there has been some struggles to figure that out because Mm -hmm. again like we talked about the we're back we talked about the cancel culture we talked about the exploded Uh where where those points weren't very clear to me or, or they were like way too clear and way too on the nose. And right. I think I think when you come back with a show like Futurama, you have to have, you know, it, it's expected that there w- there's going to be goofy future stuff, but there is going to be like recontextualizing, you know, I, I the the robot revolution episode like is like, you know, there there are a lot of fears about, you know, what AI is going to do, and I'm sure that that's going to show up in the second half of the season. And it is, are you going to make a, a, any, you know, salient points? Are you going to make like cliched AI points? Right. Um, so my, my extra long preface aside, what I actually thought about this season, uh, (laughs) is that I love how we're getting to it. We've been recording for an hour. (laughs) Um, well, I had a preface, so then we went off on a whole thing. Okay, uh, fair enough. So I stand by my Vince McMahon meme in that Futurama reboot slots sure. into the the third spot toward mm-hmm. the bottom. Um, because um, Party Down, absolute gold standard. Uh, Futurama reboot was good. Uh, it was, I think there was like the exploded episode. I definitely gave a thumbs down because it, it made me uh, feel bad. I just, I just hated watching it. Um, and then the, uh, Prince and the product, I was, uh, famously just a big shrugging guy um because i was like i don't i I don't know what we're doing here those two aside um i think this season was anywhere from neutral to great um the uh i know what you did next xmas and all the way down were both excellent episodes um if we got one or two more of that quality, I would call this season truly great, um, despite kind of kind of the duds. Um, but mostly I felt I felt like it was it was good. It was solid TV that um I I don't have many uh complaints about, but I will say that they definitely struggled to end episodes this season yeah uh a lot of episodes were like okay this is good we're having fun i'm enjoying the time and um oh uh they ended the episode by ending the episode (laughs) right yeah (laughs) that that definitely happened there there wasn't really a satisfying conclusion they're just like even even i know what you did next xmas which is a top tier Futurama episode. I would slot that in anywhere in the Fox era and be like, yeah, this is, this is great. Like, mm-hmm. um, it, it was one of the, the, the episodes that really captured a lot of the energy of sort of original Futurama while still kind of bringing its own energy in the mix. Right. 
and mixing it all up really, really well. Um, the idea of doing a clandestine corpse disposal as a Christmas episode. Amazing. I loved it. <laughs> I really did love that episode. But even that episode was just like, oh, by the way, I was the one sending you the notes because I'm blackmailing you. Uh, not because you killed me, but because you're friends with Zoidberg. I'll take Amy's Venmo now and eats her phone. And then that's the end of the episode. And I'm like, right. Okay. <laughs> you were you were doing you're doing so well. We were so close. And like they literally could have just I I know we talked about it in the episode and like they they did the 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 notes from the future literally just to get the title. I know what you did next Xmas probably. Um Probably, yeah. But they could have just skipped the whole future notes thing and just ended it on like everyone's having a wonderful Christmas time uh Xmas time because everyone's having a wonderful Xmas time because we killed Santa and hit his corpse and happy holidays like yeah where literally just everybody turns to the camera is like we did it <laughs> like that would have been like a lot of Christmas episodes in that way yeah <laughs> like, that's you know I would have been happier with that rather than like oh by the way uh in the last 30 seconds here I'm gonna tie up these notes um I'm blackmailing you because you are friends with Zoidberg. Please Venmo me, please. Like, what was that? What was that? <laughs> so a lot of the episodes had that problem. Yeah. Um, and yeah, otherwise, I think I think it was good. Uh, overall, I would say that this season mostly captured Futurama energy. Um, I would have liked maybe more sci-fi specific like we got we got dune references which went over both of our heads yeah absolutely uh we got um all the way down which was the the simulation theory episode Mm -hmm. um and that was i mean we we did i guess get um with uh the um we're be- the what was it the the very first episode um uh, the impossible stream the impossible stream i mean he is in like a weird suit that lets him watch all the tv and like mamazon is i guess the natural conclusion to amazon yeah um, so you know it wasn't devoid of sci-fi but like there's a lot of futurama episodes that are very you know heavy with like time travel and yeah. Uh, you know, science stuff. There's a whole, I didn't think it was a great episode, but they did a whole episode on gray goo. Even the guy who invented the term gray goo hates the term gray goo. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but yeah, overall, um, I had surprisingly few complaints, uh, with this season. What it, it didn't hit gold standard of party down. Right. But it was definitely better than a clone high. So, well, I mean, I don't really have any context to either of those. <laughs> but uh-huh. I, I do I do think it clears the bar of where I, I think this this half season or season is better than a lot of the Comedy Central. And to me, that's where you have to clear that bar to make a make make there be a reason why you came back. Mm-hmm. I think that clears that bar. Um, I don't think it clears it with a ton of room to spare because there are some episodes that are just throw these out the window and try again. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, the Xmas episode spectacular. I I really liked uh, a, a good a number of these episodes, and I think the 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 all the way down that kind of like simulation based, you know, discussion. I think it's a really interesting question. And I think that's, you know, I think Futurama does better when it's kind of taking on these scientific concepts that are almost timeless um, of like, cause you can think about a simulation without actually being able to do a simulation. It's a thought experiment at that point. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I think when you th- when you do those kind of concepts, I think that that's where Futurama has a really interesting way and an interesting point of view. And I think that it had all, an interesting point of view on all the way down. Um, kind of what I've been talking about the entire thing is like, why did you come back? What what are you trying to tell us? Or are you mm-hmm. just trying to make more slop for the slop machine? Um, I think this is, obviously is way above slop for the slop machine. Um, and we do get to the point where it's actually like we have a little bit of a point to say, but I, I'm not sure a lot of this has a lot of point to it. And again, it's a, it's a cartoon comedy show. It doesn't necessarily have to have a point. I just, I know that, you know, uh, some of the satire in previous seasons was right on of like having a point to what we're all doing. So, you know, when you kind of set that barrier for yourself, it, you know, you need to, you know, not clear it every time no one can clear it every time but like when you have like we're gonna come back with new futurama for 20 episodes you kind of have to have a point and i think and and not to be so negative like i do think that there are a lot of interesting good uh, episodes of television and some that kind of surprised us in you know positive or negative ways like i think we were both I, I was, if I remember correctly, I, I liked how the West was one zero one zero 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 one, especially the way that it it was like, oh god, this is a Bitcoin episode. Oh, not really. Kind of, kind of Bitcoin is just like window dressing to the whole thing. So, mm-hmm. um, where I think that's where it does best instead of like making a whole thing about COVID or being canceled. Actually, I, I'll 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 ref- change my what I just said about because being canceled. His very small episode, part of that episode, and we've right. discussed that at, at the vibes section. And I think that's when, like, you kind of use that as a jump off point to how people interact. And I think that was that was a really smart decision in that episode. And I think that that is a you know uh, uh, again some episodes didn't hit for us, but I think I think you're right. I think it is a pretty good, and I think it clears the bar that it set for itself mm-hmm. to be above Comedy Central. But you know, the Fox is is a gold standard that i i think the only one that really hits it is the xmas episode i think you're right. yeah yeah i i mean the the comedy central era definitely grew on me there are some very classic episodes in uh the comedy central run uh the late philip j fry uh meanwhile um sure those are probably like the two of the biggest standouts uh, for me. Um, I know a lot of people like reincarnation, uh, which again was not for me, but I'm, I'm not going to knock it. Like, like I said, I totally understand why people enjoy it. Um, So there are a lot of, there are a lot of episodes in the comedy central run that were, were good, but it, it took some time. I mean, but when you, when you look at, the intro to the Comedy Central run, um, like, it started out real rough. Um, like, you start out with Rebirth, which was, like, fine, and then you get Inagata Delila, which is one of my least favorite episodes. You yeah. get uh, the Attack of the Killer app, which is has been notoriously roasted <laughs> on this podcast not even because it's the worst episode just because it's sort of the uh, epitome of like a a uh, topical episode yeah uh and susan boyle was just god what a swing and a miss um but like those are the first three episodes out of the gate with the comedy central run and like you you are not leading with your best foot forward um i didn't i i i during the Comedy Central run, I was at a point where I was like, maybe I just don't watch new Futurama. And the first episode to turn that around for me was, um, I forget the name of it. Uh, it's the one where Bender's defective and then you find out Hermes was inspector number five. Um, oh yeah. I remember that one. What was that one? Yeah. What is that? What is that episode Lethal called? Inspection? Lethal Inspection. Um, yeah, that, that was, was the first one, one that got, cause like, it's I I wouldn't say it's like one of the top tier Futurama episodes, but it it was the first one that felt like it was doing a Futurama. Right. So like that was the first one where I was like, okay, yeah, no, I'm into it. Um oh, and then like Proposition Infinity was in there, which was just like Yeah. Again, trying to be weird and topical and the whole plot about like 
uh, Amy leaves Kiff and uh, like that whole first crop of episodes in the Comedy Central run was pretty rough. Um, And I, I feel like regardless of what the next 10 episodes bring, regardless of whatever any subsequent episodes, uh, or any subsequent seasons bring, uh, this season put a better foot forward than the Comedy Central run did. Yeah. Um, and so part of my nervousness was that Comedy Central run did have such a weak start. And like, you're already coming back from that as a reboot like how much worse is this one gonna be right (laughs) especially when you get like oh there's gonna be a COVID episode and a bitcoin episode and a zap gets canceled episode and an amazon episode i'm like oh my god okay this could be terrible this could this could legitimately be terrible and it wasn't it was surprisingly good uh, so yeah, um, it, but I, I would say better, better than the first string of comedy central, definitely not Fox, but that's a high bar. Um, right. that's, that's gold standard reboot stuff and that's party down only party down's done it. So w- go watch party down on stars. G- given that the gold medal <laughs> and, and advertising it. <laughs> hey, if, if I thought for a moment that you would like party down i'd be like all right we're gonna do a party down podcast (laughs) i do feel like i watched an episode at one point and i i do think you were right because i was like oh this is fine i don't think i don't think you would hate it like you would hate uh you're the worst (laughs) um but yeah i don't i don't think party down would be for you but it's fine um (laughs) fair do you have anything else you want to say about uh this season before we swap over to a couple of emails we got um, I, I don't know if I have anything more to say about this season. I think there is some, uh, a little bit of concern about what's coming up, uh, just cause some of, some of the titles are out. Uh, I mean, all the titles are out there and I, I feel like, you know, some of them might have some of those like dating references again. So like one episode is quids game and that feels like it's going to be like, are we just going to do a whole squid game episode? And 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 you know things like that there are some episodes in the in the ones that are like oh is this going to be actually kind of funny or is it going to be kind of like the um the the prince and the product uh so mm-hmm. um i don't know i i'm i'm nervous i am I'm, I'm about as nervous as i was when i heard that it was coming back from hulu um for the second half uh cuz you know we did you're right i think that there have been some good definitely good episodes in this in this uh but you know you've also got things like the prince of the product so we'll see i guess um we'll see yeah i I think i'm just gonna leave it at that we'll see i guess (laughs) all right well we'll see i guess but uh in the meantime we got a couple of emails we we put out a a call on failing website um x formerly twitter dot at that's at twitter.com uh find us on x at twitter.com slash back to Futurama. <laughs> uh, I put out a call for some uh, listener thoughts on this season. And we got uh, two emails about that. Excellent. Um, first one comes from Juan, who says, uh, Hello, after listening to your last episode, I'd like to share that I liked the new season. Uh, I have a lot of things to say, but one thing I really appreciate is that the show doesn't feel as mean-spirited and edgy as the Comedy Central era. Yeah, way, I would agree it, with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do feel like, um, I mean, I've, I've talked a lot about how I feel like uh, the rise of Family Guy did kind of a number on every co- uh, right. cartoon. Because uh, everyone's like, well, well, now we have to be edgy and push the envelope. Right. It's like, you kind of don't sometimes. Right. And so I, I, I would agree that I feel like the Comedy Central run did get a little, uh, did, did get a little bit more mean spirited. Um, uh, anyways, um, 
In a way, it feels like the characters have come a long way and legitimately care about each other. Like in the Xmas episode, where they all share a wonderful Xmas time. Parentheses, bad song, by the way. Thank you, Hey, Juan. come on! Uh, we can all have one- <laughs> a different opinions about songs, I guess. Wonderful Xmas time with Bender and Zoidberg, or when they all go out of their way to rescue Bender in the Amazon one. Seeing Fry and Leela as an actual couple was also very interesting, although I hope we get more stories about them in the next part. Me too. I would um, agree with that. I, yeah. I would love to see like good, solid Fry and Leela uh, uh, couple episode. That'd be great. Yeah. My favorite episodes were All the Way Down, which I generally think is as good as the best episodes of the show, and I know what you did next Xmas. But I also thought the Amazon episode and Children of a Lesser Bog were really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As for yep. negatives, I did not like the COVID episode, although I still thought there were good jokes in it. And I thought the anthology episode was on the same level as the lame anthology ones from the Comedy Central era. I also wish we got a little bit more of Fry. He is supposed to be the protagonist, but pretty much the only Fry episode we got was the first one, and he disappears for a big chunk of it. Sure. Anyway, (laughs) I wouldn't say it's as good as the Fox era, but I'm still happy this show came back, especially after that final episode. It has been very fun listening to your thoughts on the new episodes every week, so thank you. Uh, Yeah, thank you, Juan. Um, Yes, thank you. Yeah, I I do... Go ahead. I I do want to, like, it is an interesting kind of meditation on, you know, eight seasons in and what a protagonist is or if it's an ensemble cast or what have Mm -hmm. you. Obviously, I think at this point, Futurama's, you know, not driven forward by Fry very often. In fact, I would argue that the main, you know, the main driving force is often uh, the professor. The professor moves everything forward, um, which is you know, it is what it is. So I, I think it's more of an ensemble show at this point um, where, you know, everybody else can kind of get their stories in. And cause you, you, in the beginning we are, we are, we are through Fry's eyes of, we know to 2000, but not 3000. And now we know 3000 just about as well as, as Fry. So um, it, it kind of allows it to m- kind of move forward into an interesting way of like, well, now we're just kind of in this world and we all kind of understand it together. Let's see what else is going on. So I do I do understand wanting more Fry because uh, I do think I think he's a fantastic, funny character uh, and he is his own grandpa. Um, but I do think we should we should see more things about it. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, it happens. You know, it, sometimes yeah, it, people it, just it, become their own grandfather. I believe he, he was yelled at that they don't. Um. So, yeah, we got another email uh, from longtime fan, Laura, uh, who's the subject of the email is thoughts, parentheses, and prayers about the new season. (laughs) Um, Laura says, hi, Ben and Mike, longtime fan and, quote, internet friend of the podcast, Laura here. You're a don't put quotes around that. You're you're a friend of the podcast. You you. Come on. Promote our show more than we do at this point. It, that is accurate. <laughs> um, it is wild and yet accurate. Uh, she continues, At the time of writing this email, I haven't watched All the Way Down yet, but I still want to give thoughts. This season has been a lot of fun. I mean, we got a full Grand, Mi- Grand Midwife episode. It's true. Very Grand yep. Midwife heavy. Oh, man. Um, yes. Very good. And I truly enjoyed the world building that has been done, but have to agree, including the mermaids and Dr. Banjo, she adds in parentheses, was a stretch. Listening to two best friends talk about something they enjoy each week brings so much joy to my life. You assume Mike and I are friends. Uh, We we have no (laughs) friendship. No, just kidding. Um, It was it was this is a business partnership. (laughs) We never talk outside of this. Um, Certainly not about Baldur's Gate. Thank you for being such amazing content creators. No, uh, no matter what you decide to do with the pod in the future, I am here to listen. Hashtag Team Zoidberg. Hashtag Team Lear and Amalthea. From Laura. League of Jeremy's for life. P.S. Any tips on how to stop a toilet from running all the time? We installed a new flapper, but I'm still having to jiggle the handle almost every flush. Uh, thank you, Laura. I, um, I love I love the PS. 
Um, you, you, I think, like for a moment there, I'm like, hold on, did did we turn into a, a like a a, a a a what is it? Did we turn into a car talk, but for houses? Um, which I know is a different thing. Um, but I do love. I I, I always appreciate whenever anybody is. But Laura, you're fantastic, and I look if. I, if we were car talk for houses, I would know why the faucet that I fixed from dripping uh, six months ago is now dripping again, uh, because sure. I installed entirely new cartridges in our kitchen sink because it was dripping, and then uh-huh. it was totally fine, and then in the last month, it has started dripping again. So I got nothing for you on the toilet, Laura. That's terrible. That's a weird way to phrase that. <laughs> I have no input on your conundrum with a running toilet. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, just, I, I don't have the email in front of me. Did, did they replace the flapper? Uh, they yes, we installed a new flapper, but I'm still okay. having to jiggle the handle almost every flush. I imagine it it might have to do uh with some some something with the chain. Uh, again, I am I am base uh, basically a dullard. The only thing I know how to do near a toilet is use it and put a bidet on it. Uh, if you liked it, then you should have put a bidet on it. Um. No, but that's true. It could I be did. the chain. I did. I, I did do that. I have had a toilet whose chain kind of it would get uh kind of caught on itself. Yeah. And so jiggling it would kind of um so it could be maybe it's the chain. I yeah, don't know. That, I mean I mean I think the be- the best way to kind of look at it is kind of do like you not maybe not use the toilet but like take the lid off and kind Mm -hmm, of go mm -hmm. and go through the process of you know not again not use it but like flush it wait it'll run for a while and you you should be able to kind of see what's going on um because clearly there's some kind of leak into the the bowl from the the back of it um and then you once you see that you should probably be able to figure out okay it's Mm -hmm. the chain needs to be adjusted it's too long it's too short it gets caught on itself etc um other than that uh, i thought you had really great notes about uh hashtag team zoiberg <laughs> and uh dr banjo being a stretch <laughs> yes agreed <laughs> uh yeah thank thank you for the email um yeah there was there was a very grand midwife heavy episode uh which was pretty great um and uh yeah, I, I think uh, I, the there was some more sort of world building in in this season, yeah. um, which was fun. Uh, so yeah, um, I'm I'm excited to see I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, so those were the <clears throat> those were the two emails that we got. Uh, so I have nothing more in our mailbox for you, Mike. Well, um, I, I appreciate those that emailed in and you know those that interact with us on on all of our different social medias and and we know that we you know we we come into your ears every week and we might be taking a little bit of a of a change in in schedule as we wait for part two or season nine or whatever it's called Mm -hmm. um but we really appreciate you interacting with us and and come into the end of these actually mike i do have one more email in here according to some guy named carlos who uh, is from Pod Status, whatever that is? Okay, uh, he did uh, cold email us to let us know that um, Back to the Futurama uh, on September twenty eighth was at the seventeenth position in TV and film in Vietnam. Oh, so there you good go. morning, Vietnam. We're big in Vietnam. Um, and uh, position two hundred twenty two for TV and film in Canada. So, oh wow, which is it's very surprising given that Canada also speaks English. Uh, I, 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 I assume go- there'd be a lot, <laughs> a lot bigger shows that would knock us out of that. Sure, I did Google pod status and it took me to Reddit where it's like, Have you heard of pod status? I received an email from Carlos claiming my stats are doing well in Finland. I'm not sure if this is legit or some marketing scheme. Oh, Carlos, he gets uh, around. He gets around. And that was posted two years ago. Carlos is still on the job. Get it, Carlos. Diligently yes. sending those emails every week. Um, so, uh, 
anyways, uh, thanks to our listeners in Vietnam and Canada, uh, I guess, for putting us on the charts. Uh, <laughs> and thank you, regardless of where you are, for listening yes. to this show. Uh, uh, podcast where two dinguses who are not friends in real life and only have a working podcast relationship. Um, <laughs> uh, come to you to talk about uh, the 20-year-old TV of- show that has been rebooted yet again. Uh, it's, it's a pleasure to, uh, talk about such stupid things in Mm -hmm. your ears. And, uh, by listening to this, uh, you have, you have welcomed us into your lives in some small capacity. So, uh, thank you for, for your time and your continued support. Um, so as mentioned on the previous episode, uh, we will be taking a little bit of a break. Uh, we'll still be releasing some episodes, uh, probably about once a month, uh, just to give us a little break, uh, because we have been working hard to, I was expecting to get a little bit of a break after a community and then, um, no, <laughs> no, uh, not at all. So yeah, a little bit of a break, but we'll still, uh, hit you with some new episodes here and there. Um, Patreon will still have some bonus content in some capacity, but if um, now's the time when you want to bounce out of the Patreon, uh, content's going to be a lot less there. So by all means, um, you know, uh, keep supporting us if you want. And if you want to bounce, feel free to bounce. Uh, The main podcast will always be free. Uh, and you can always come back to the Patreon when we are doing weekly episodes again. So, yes. Uh, anyways, I think that's it uh, for now. Um, I think our next episode at some point, whenever we do that, will be me watching UHF for the first time. Woo! Twinkie Wiener Sandwiches! So, um, the only things I know about UHF are Twinkie Wiener Sandwiches uh there's a fire hose involved oh yeah um there spatula city exists oh yeah of course you got to go to spatula city michael richards is in it that's also true uh that's all i know is fran drescher in it i want to say she's in it okay she is in it um Nailed it. Those are the things. Oh, and Weird Al's in it, of course. These are the Surprisingly, things no, yeah, that I know about UHF. <laughs> so next time we'll be doing that. Uh, keep an eye out for that in whatever capacity that is. Um, so if you've not watched UHF, I guess watch that before we release our episode on it. I haven't seen it, so I'm would, with you. I would suggest that you watch watch it before we release our episode on it. Uh, to you, Ben. Y- yes, I will be. I will be watching it before we. No, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna read the Wikipedia article and <laughs> yeah, just yeah. pretend like I watched it. Oh man! Oh, when I start getting into some of the weeds of like, here's here's. Did you see this small little detail in this small little parody? And you're gonna be like, totally. I'll be like, uh, yeah. Well, the interesting thing about that, Mike, is that. Um, UHF uh, was released internationally as the Vidiot from UHF, and it's a 1989 American comedy starring Weird, Weird Al Yankovic. So, you know, that, that's what I feel on it. <laughs> that surprisingly sounds more like facts than feelings, but okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did you know that it was released on July 21st, 1989? That's, that's what that scene really pointed out to me. Um <laughs> It was very a it was a very July 1989 scene is what you're telling. It me. it really was. And you know, when Michael Richards uh turned to the camera and said that this film is 97 minutes runtime, I was like, yeah, that is definitely true, Michael Richards. I do want to say this. You got really close to a thing to things that actually happened. <laughs> like not 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 that meta of it, this is 87 minutes, but but there's a decent amount of Michael Richards looking at a camera and talking because again, this, this is a movie about television. Stay tuned for that. Uh, until, (laughs) until next time when we're talking about the 1989 film UHF, 
a classically understood pathway from Futurama to UHF. We all know it. We all know it. Until then, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Goodbye Goodbye from from the the world world of tomorrow. tomorrow.